Good morning. You're listening to My Rapids Real Estate Show on AM 1320 WFHR, your weekly radio show focusing on real estate, the market, and everything related to housing in central Wisconsin. Welcome back. I'm Ben. And I'm Carrie. And we're with Codal Banker Seward Realtors here in Wisconsin Rapids. That is correct. It's finally warm out. I think Mother Nature finally found the, the heat button and pressed it. Yeah, it feels about right. It's mm-hmm. June. Feels like June. It does. It's definitely past springtime. My lawn is suffering a little bit, but that's okay. That's all right. We have to do a video about sprinkler systems now. Yes, and you were out there the other day trying to get the sprinkler system working. There was something that you had to change out. There was a piece that you changed out. So it was working, and then we just needed to change a piece. Needed to make it better. Yeah. The uh, the backflow valve was uh, old and not working. The spring had gone out of it. So no worries. But besides that, we have a guest in the studio today. Carrie, we do. Carrie, who do we have? We have staff from WFHR. So we're turning the tables on the, uh, the home company here. We're bringing them here and out to talk about the new uh, new radio station that's happening here in Rapids. So welcome, Steph. Well, thanks for having me. It's definitely interesting to be in a different studio, but I'm happy to be here. Yeah, unfortunately, James was unable to meet with us, and hopefully we can get him into our studio later on, maybe next month or something, we can get him in. Yeah, he would have had a lot of fun with this. Yes, he uh, would have. Yeah, he's out um, doing some classes. He teaches acting. So he had a sub today. Uh, one of his fellow teachers is uh, out. I believe she's in labor. Oh, excellent. Yeah, so good for her. All right. So w- WFHR just changed hands for ownership. Let's kind of talk about that. So we've, we're underneath new management. Yeah. So we were owned by CHA for Broadcasting. On April 16th, we were sold to Heart of Wisconsin Media. Okay. To not confuse them with the Heart of Wisconsin Chamber of Commerce. Right. I'm going to call them Wisconsin Media. Okay. It's okay. a lot shorter mm-hmm. and less words. <laughs> we like that. Yeah, so do I. So yeah, with the new ownership, a uh, few changes. So uh, WFHR is still going to be a local radio station. We got a new slogan, locally grown radio. Oh, excellent. Because it's been locally owned for, was it 80 years? Yep. A local station for 80 years. We just celebrated the 80th anniversary, November, 2020. Okay. And uh, with the new ownership, he wanted to keep everything local. He really liked that. And so not a whole lot of changes with WFHR. Just a few tweaks to some programming. Okay. Uh, So many years ago, I get like confused with the history because after celebrating the 80th anniversary, you get to know like, okay, FHR was located in this building, this building, then this building. And we had this show, this show, and this show. And one show that I kept hearing over and over again was the Coffee Clutch. Okay. And so after hearing listeners feedback and what they thought, you know, about WFHR over the past 80 years, we realized we needed another kind of like a coffee clutch, like a three hour morning show. Okay. And so just on June 7th, we have now entered mornings with WFHR at 7 to 10. So that's one of the changes, but we'll still keep on to morning magazine and we'll still have over the back fence. I was going to say same. over the back fence has been like a huge staple. I know my grandma listens to it all the time. It's one of those things where you just, you have it on. It's something important to have. Yeah. And the community loves it. Uh, when I talk with advertisers and things, they always ask about over the back fence or they ask me if they can get their commercials on during that programming. And so we see the need and the value in certain programming. So while we're in transition with these stations, we are listening to our listeners and taking into considerations of things that they love, uh, things that they loved in the past and innovating ourselves and a little bit of modernization going into the future. Another thing with WFHR will be a FM station, hopefully ooh, by the ooh. end of the year. So we're working on it. It's going to be kind of like an AM FM hybrid. Okay. So you'll expect to have your, talk shows from about seven till noon and then we'll be switching to doing some music but that will be integrated slowly and a little bit down the road okay uh we're working on like transmitters and all that fun technology stuff so so 
what radio numbers are we looking for for the FM station? 97.5. Okay. Yeah. And that's going to be run out of the same building. So it's, I, I think of going up to Plover, you've got the three different radio stations in one building. We're not going to be doing like a, a booth in that building, but do we have, it's out of the same building? Yep. So it'll be the same studio and everything. It'll just be simulcasted on the AM and the FM dial. Excellent. Yeah. So changes to the building. So are we doing any kind of changes? New yes. new people always come in and they always like to redecorate, yeah. which is always really fun to do because you need to make it your own. So are we doing any re- new decorating? Yeah. So if you came to our building within the past few weeks, you would notice that the driveway got seal coated and it also has, um, you know, new lines painted. Uh, we're also getting like the so stucco So I cannot like just park wherever I want. I actually now have to park between the lines. Yeah, there's like lines on the front half, but okay. not on the back half. And oh, I'm so one of I per- still have a, a good spot to, to park. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. my. I never park between the lines. <laughs> I like borrow multiple lines. Hey, well, if you p- take two spaces, you kind of create yourself a little like protection barrier for exactly. your car, right? Right. Yeah. I'm the kind of person who likes to back into parking spots because I like pulling forward when I leave places, mm-hmm. and so I like pull between the yellow lines and I'll back up and like, Hey, now I'm straight. <laughs> I don't even worry Versus about being kind of like guessing like, oh, I think I'm straight today. As long as I don't have a telephone pole people and then the trees, I'm good. You know, that's how I kind of get it situated. Everybody at work always finds it really interesting when I back up into some of one of our parking spaces. They're like, did you know you take, took over three today? I'm like, well, I got it in the correct parking lot. So I think that's the win. <laughs> well, just say it's, scratch like scratch space you don't want people to like you know hit your car with their car door Mm -hmm. yeah things like that yeah (laughs) so yeah with the building and things um few changes to our building but yet we're moving we're moving yeah so wfhr wiri is getting a new location so if you've driven uh on the west side of town over by the roundabout, you'd be kind of noticing some construction going on uh, with the building right across from the DMV. That will be our new uh, building. We'll hopefully move in there late summer, early fall. Okay. Kind of hard to tell with construction going on at both locations. And so once things are done with the new building, we'll start moving some stuff and we'll let everyone say, what's going to get moved into the new building? That's I'm a little fuzzy on. So we got new equipment coming in. So okay. I'm wondering what old equipment's going to be moved. I'm also curious if I'm getting a new desk or not. Though, like, my desk is perfectly fine. Plus, with my job, I'm always on the road. I don't need a desk. Right. And so it's just going to have to find out when we get a new location. I have to figure out what's new, what we kept. Uh, there's a lot of history in our building. So it'll be a fun task to go through all of that and figure out what are we keeping. And if we are going to be quote unquote, getting rid of things. We'll be seeing if the museum wants any of it. Oh, excellent. That'd be a great place. I'm sure Phil Brown would be happy to take on a few things. Yeah, especially since we have like all sorts of plaques and things from the past 80 years. So it'd be nice to see little things like that represented. Uh, The building that we're in now is quite larger than the new one, but Mm -hmm. we don't need that much space. Okay. Uh, We don't have a very large staff. Uh, It's not really needed. What about antennas? I mean, do we have to... Are you putting up new antennas? Yeah, for, so you'll for the see, new building, um, some new satellites and all that jazz getting put up and stuff. So yeah, okay. Some I'm stuff. I'm waiting for Ben to jump in on this whole entire <laughs> new antenna situation because well, see, there there's two components of it. Okay, so you can't run that type of power in the middle of the city next to residential, and a tower as high as you need really has a lot of uh, restrictions on it especially being that close to like the airport having a, you know, couple hundred foot tower next to an airport is just not really cool. So there's probably going to be a separate antenna for the FM station at a transmitter site. Like for instance, right now they've got the transmitter site. Um, I believe it's on County F just a little bit out of town. Yep. And so they transmit signal from the broadcast station building where Steph works with your awesome desk. (laughs) <laughs> so they transmit it over to the tower site and then it gets rebroadcast directly from there. Yeah. So you might see a few dishes be moved, mm-hmm. but then of course with airport and things, you know, all that logistics I leave to our new owner. I just ask questions about like, Hey, how's the transmitter going? <laughs> what kind of equipment are you looking at purchasing and things like that? Okay. Uh, 
switching gears from WFHR to WIRI. Some may not maybe recognize those call letters yet. They were, it was WLJY. We recently changed the call letters to WIRI, which was stands for Wisconsin River. Okay. Which I'm really excited about. Uh, kind of promoting that station to the cities along the Wisconsin River and cities neighboring those. And so, yeah, we'll be working on a little bit of rebranding with that station, uh, new music and things like that. Excellent. So what kind of music are we going to be looking at? Are we going to have a little bit of jazz? Or we'll be some... looking at some uh, classics that uh, all us country folk will love. Okay. So when you say classics, now what part of classics? Because, I mean. Are we talking like Hank Williams from the 20s? Right. Or, or George maybe? Strait kind George, of George Strait? Okay. Because yeah. I think Garth Brooks is still might be in that classic group. I mean, I look at some of the music that I grew up with which is now considered classic music. And it's like, no, that's not classic, but it is well over 40 years old. So therefore it does probably meet the classics. Yeah. It's, it's kind of, um, as we grow up through the years, now our favorite songs are being played in the grocery stores is elevator music. Mm -hmm. It's a little bit of a turnoff. <laughs> like, oh, it's I'm not kind of hard old. to hear the whole entire. And now we have like an, an oldie, a oldie, a goodie, but a, but an oldie, and it's From Motley Crue. And it's like, wait, right. no, Motley Crue is not an, an not an oldie. It is a goodie, but not an oldie. Yeah. So for those listeners who really enjoy the music that is on one hundred five point five right now, okay, that music will be over on WFHR. So once it's a FM AM hybrid, you know. We'll have, we were thinking like, okay, it'd be fun to do like 70s, 80s, 90s, early 2000 music mm -hmm. on that station. Well, as of right now, that's what WLJY plays. And so we don't want to do two of the same things. So we looked around at the community and we're, um, you know, Marcus put a lot of thought into it. It was like, okay, what is popular and what hasn't been played yet? So you do have quite a number of country stations. You have your pop stations, but... The ones that do play country may not be playing a lot of the classics the and a lot of the songs country, that a lot yeah. of our community really enjoys. Right. When I go out and speak with, you know, whether it's advertisers or just, you know, your average Joe, I ask them, you know, what kind of music do you listen to? And a lot of time I get country. So then I'll ask them like, well, explain what type of artists you like. And most of the time you get all of those, you know, classic guys, you know, a lot of people, they have their opinions about modern classic or modern country music and they enjoy, you know, the old school way of doing things. And so do right. I, it's some of the things that, you know, when I'm at home in the morning cleaning the house, I'm just like, Oh, let's play some George Strait or let's play some nineties, eighties country. Are you cruising out on the boat, you know, on the weekend and you just want to jam out with some country, but not quite the modern country. It just doesn't have the same, you know, same substance to it. It's got a different vibe. Yeah. And it's a genre of music that I think appeals to all ages, mm -hmm. especially when I'm with my in-laws. You have, you know, grandpa, you got your mother-in-law, you got us like adult children, then you got the little kids. Well, everyone loves classic country and you can agree on it. And everyone knows the songs and can sing along. And whether you might play some of the modern country music that might make grandpa upset <laughs> and right. some of, well, I guess all of us younger folk kind of listen to you know, modern country. I like it. Not going to lie, but you know, it's, it's a genre of music that appeals to all ages versus certain demographics and things. Excellent. Well, that'll be, that'll be kind of neat. I think the closest one that, that kind of competes in that segment, we don't really get a good signal here in this area, or especially if we move down a little bit South, I, I lose it as soon as I get into Nakusa. So having that over in our market segment, that's exciting for me. I like it. Now, I'm more of a, you know, Marty Robbins type of old country. We're talking like from the 30s, 40s, like when Willie Nelson was actually wearing a suit and tie. <laughs> so, but a little bit newer stuff is good too. This is exciting. So then uh, WFHR is a morning talk show essentially, but local talk show. Yes. And then in the afternoon, it'll be kind of the easy listening from the last uh, 20, 30 years. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the plan. And we just hired on uh, two new individuals, uh, Seth, who listeners may be familiar with. He's been doing a little bit of co-hosting on our um, 
Morning Hour, which is now Mornings with WFHR. He's done some co-hosting with Over the Back Fence, and we just got him to get into news. He's going to be our news guy. And typically we've done news only in the mornings, but now we'll do them six times a day. I believe it'll be seven, eight, and nine in the morning, and then four, five, and six in the afternoon. Excellent. So do you guys go out to the local area football games and baseball games and track and and kind of broadcast from there? Yeah. So we've always done high school sports. Okay. Uh, you know, your football, hockey, baseball, you know, all of those things. And we'll continue to do so. Uh, our sports guy, Randy, is really good at what he does. And we'll continue to have those. And I'm excited for, you know, our listeners, especially with going to the FM station. We'll increase some audience and, you know, with increased listenership, with parents, grandparents, uh, friends and family while they're cheering on their grand granddaughter, son-in-law, what have you, while they're playing sports. Excellent. And then we'll still be broadcasting Rafters games. So we've been uh, with the Rafters for 13 years uh, since day one. And we'll yeah. continue to be yep, with them. This would be 13 years. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, 2009 or so. It was either nine or 10 that they came on because I bought the house in 2009 and I think that was the next year. So I think 2010 was their first year. So I know I'm looking back at my Facebook feed and I'm getting all those memories coming back from 2010 when I was outside, you know, just hanging by the, the pool on the deck and I got my radio in hand and my adult beverage in the other going, wow, this is pretty cool. Just like my old grandpa used to do, you know, sitting on the porch, listening to the AM radio and the local baseball. Oh yeah, I was having like I'm just trying to figure out where the pool came from because I don't remember a pool. <laughs> this was before you and I got together. Okay, so I'm like, cool. You had a house with a pool. Awesome. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. So now you guys are going to need a pool. We and have you'll the turn space in, for it. Yeah. Yeah, you'll turn into WFHR and listen to the Rafters games and put a little umbrella on your fancy drink. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, um. I, I guess for the, the new people in the area who are and maybe listening to our podcast here, could you kind of explain uh, what some of those morning shows are focused around, like um, news and notes and over the back fence? What, what, what are they? I mean, over the back fence is kind of a call in show, I guess. Yeah. So over the back fence is a call in show where friends and neighbors can call in. Um, buy items, uh, talk about items that they're looking to inquire. So this time of year, you know, people are looking for lawnmowers, leaf blowers, rakes, what have you. And then it's also just kind of like a, you know, friendly neighbor show. Uh, I know in the fall time, the city of Nakusa asked me like, hey, can we call over the back fence and let people know about leaf pickup? I'm like, of course, please do. And then, you know, if people don't have time to call into the show, we always offer them to email uh, us at info at WFHR.com and they can uh, send their inquiries for over the back fence and we'll be more than happy to read everything off for everyone. So it's like Facebook marketplace, but verbal. Yeah. And it's been happening for years before Facebook came around for those younger listeners. There was life before <laughs> Facebook? There was life before Facebook. Oh my gosh. I know. Yeah. So it's a great show. Uh, a lot of locals inquire for it. So it's a great way for those individuals who just moved to the area to maybe get a feel for, you know, what's in the community. Another great uh, show to get a feel for what's in the community is Morning Magazine. So Over the Back Fence is from 11 to 12, Monday through Friday, and then 9 to 10 on Saturdays. And then we have the Morning Magazine, which is Tuesday through Friday from 10 to 11. And that would be a two-segment show. And we always have different guests from your representatives, to local nonprofits, to schools, business organizations, you know, every, every company in between. And so it's a great way to get to know your community, especially when you're new, when we have guests from the Chamber of Commerce, you know, our local representatives, it's a great, you know, way to stay informed of what's going on with your community. Uh, you know, Mayor Shane Blazer comes in and does the show. Scott Krug comes on yeah, too. Scott Krug. And I believe uh, Tessin. Yeah, Tessin. And uh, we've had... Colleges come in, so, you know, Lakeland University, Mid-State Technical College. Uh, sometimes we'll have the high schoolers in. Uh, I know Lincoln High School is working on a little revamp with the football and baseball diamonds and things, so mm-hmm. we've had them on and stuff before. So those shows for 
people who are new to our area or relocating, you really get to have a, you know, firsthand look or sneak peek to what's going on in the community now, versus so having you, a search. Can board. you call in and ask the question? So if, you know, Scott Curry goes in, we can call and James can put us on, on air and we can ask Scott some questions about what's going on in the area. Or yeah. What he's so doing. we've had listeners call in, um, especially when we have our state representatives in a lot of people have questions for them and it's an easy way to get the you know question answered. Uh, so it kind of depends on who's in and what's being talked about. Uh, sometimes they'll answer the call. If not, send us a little message, whether it be through Facebook, uh, email, or you could even just call our office line and be like, Hey, you had this individual on today. Could you find this information out for me? Okay. So your Facebook page, I mean, it's kind of nice that radio stations have a Facebook page. So again, we can leave messages, ask questions there. Yes. We love it when people reach out to us on Facebook. So you can slide into our DMs and ask whatever questions you'd like to know. Excellent. Yeah. James and I are on the Facebook page. So uh, if we don't respond to you right away, maybe because James is on air and then maybe I'm in an interview or interview. <laughs> Every time I meet with businesses, you almost feel like you're in an interview, right. but if I'm in a meeting and so we try to respond with everyone within 24 hours. Okay. Excellent. Also website. Yes. So funny thing that you bring that up. We talk a little bit about the changes. One of the changes is new websites. And so within the next few weeks, we're hoping to get the websites up and running. Uh, so right now it's WFHR.com. I believe the donate domain name will stay the same. Uh, right now, WIRI is in this transition period. So you still have WLJYFM.com, which isn't a great representative of the station right now. So we're in this little limbo period of transitions, new websites, new logos, all the things. <laughs> oh, we know how much fun it is to get new logos. Bottom line, you get to go shopping. You get to get new pens, new shirts, you know, new branding on it, new hats, new cups, new cup holders, new koozies, new keychains, new stickers. You basically, it's basically shopping. You get to go shopping. Yeah. And we did get some t-shirts in with the new WFHR logo that we have approved. Uh, right now we're still working on WIRI. Okay. Uh, we had a design come through and I was like, you know, I really like it. Though Marcus thinks that we could tweak it a bit and make it better. Mm -hmm. So, hey, I'm going to listen to the boss man and see what we can come up with. Excellent. It'll be nice to see those shirts out around town. Yeah, well, we'll probably give a few away on air. Uh, right now, speaking of the rafters, we're giving away rafter tickets and rafter t-shirts. Excellent. So when do we need to call in for those? Or is it you hear like a really cool song or James says something super cool and we call in? How can we win them? Yeah. How can we win? Yeah. So most of the tickets will be um, calling in to win. I would expect a lot of the ticket giveaways to happen when we have meet your rafters, which would be Thursdays after the rafters home games. So okay. when they have home games on Wednesday, Wednesdays, expect to have meet your rafters on the morning magazine. Uh, yeah. Morning magazine uh, over the back fence time. Uh, and he'll have opportunities to win rafter tickets and t-shirts. I am going to get a little something going on Facebook for a little ticket t-shirt giveaway as well. Excellent. Yeah. That sounds like fun. Yeah. So stay tuned. We'll always be giving people information over the air and letting people know when to expect things. Cool. Nice. Now, if someone's not within earshot of the radio, can they listen on the internet? Is that still going to be part of the website? Yes. So we do have a uh, listen live on the website. And then we also have an option to listen later. So we audio archive a lot of our shows. So an individual called me today and um, asked me if this one company who typically has information during over the back fence, you know, if we had that information for him. And I was like, yes, we do. Also, side note. If you didn't have time to listen today, you can listen later by going to our website, clicking on programming, and then going down to audio archives. And you can find, you know, Over the Back Fence, Morning Magazine, and The Morning Show. Excellent. So, so you know, I always like that because when JR goes on Morning Magazine, I think once a month. Yes. Um, I, I always miss it for some reason. I never like put it in my calendar correctly. And so I go back later in the day. And I can critique my boss's 
radio performance. It's kind of fun. But <laughs> JR has been around so long, the wealth of knowledge he brings to, you know, the listeners in the area and about the market and real estate and how things are changing and keeping up with that. It's phenomenal. And he's got a different way of looking at things than a lot of the agents do just because he's been through this so long. So he's one of the guests that usually comes on on the morning morning magazine. And it's really fun to listen. Yeah, I always look forward to when, you know, individuals like JR and, you know, Representative Scott Krug or Patrick Tesson or even our mayor come on because you get so much information and things and you get to learn things that you may have not known or you get to open your eyes of things that are going on in the community that, you know, may impact yourself. There's a lot of perspective in, in politics that we only see what's affecting us or, you know, what, what we can grasp, but there's so much other stuff and we kind of maybe forget about other people's points of view as well. So the representative really gets all that smashed in their face. It can be, hold on, there's a big picture going on here. Well, that's kind of neat. Um, I'd also like to say thank you for having us be a part of this and it's really cool that we get to deep dive into some of these things because your guests often are only on for uh, maybe half hour at the most, you know, a little bit longer, a little bit shorter. And then we've got this platform on Sunday that we can deep dive into really just um, specific conversations or, you know, how it affects a certain part of the community versus generally. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah. When the opportunity presented itself and, you know, with that, local radio, just in the back of my brain, I was just like, you know, if you're looking for a real estate show, instead of just getting a sponsor, let's get two local individuals who do real estate here in our community to have the show. Mm -hmm. And it's been a wonderful asset. I know our listeners have really liked it. I've really enjoyed it myself. And I'm just looking forward to listening and continuing to listen to you guys and integrating more local shows. Uh, if you may have followed me from my chamber days. You know that I support local, especially Small Business Saturday and small businesses. Mm -hmm. And, you know, nothing makes me prouder than representing a local community or local business. Mm -hmm. And we're the same way. Even in our, our formal or former careers, it was always trying to bring in local assets to whatever we were doing. So like in the hospitality industry, finding maybe a local vendor for the soaps to go in the hotel rooms or a more local wine option than, you know, something from California. Yeah. Local's pretty cool, especially this place. I mean, the Wisconsin river area is just a wealth of local options for everything that you need. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about getting your meats locally. Yeah. Yeah. So, and it's that same theory just over and over and over again. Yeah. And the great benefit, not only getting like, your produce or your soaps or anything locally is that for one, you know, is benefiting your community because those local individuals are the ones who sponsor your kids' sports games or happen to sponsor their sport broadcasting. Right. And then you know that it's a organic, healthier option for you, especially when it comes to like meats and produce. Uh, I love going over to local, any food market and finding new things that I didn't know they had before or discovering new little things in different stores. I was over at Feltz's door, dairy store um, towards Stevens point and I discovered all sorts of new little like flavored olive oils. And I was like a little kid in the candy store, like, Ooh, look what I found. <laughs> and then I like read up on it. I'm like, Ooh, and it's a local vendor from Wisconsin. And uh, I love, you know, Wisconsin made Wisconsin grown produce and things. <laughs> so one of the things that's, a little bit of a deficit, but it's also a bonus for us is our show here is pre-recorded and we don't have the benefit on hand to do um, like really, really fast live updates for what's going on in the community. So your, you know, the weekly radio sh or excuse me, the everyday radio shows during the week is perfect for that. Um, there's a lot of events coming up in the summertime here, especially and so getting in that, that couple hours during the morning and getting all those news about local stuff happening and how that's changing and reminders of what's going on the next day, that's, that's awesome. So here's a question for you. <clears throat> what is your favorite local event? Ooh, that's a good one. There's so many. 
everything from like lunch by the river, blossom festival. You know, I don't think I could like really pinpoint just one because okay. I, I enjoy it all. I'll have to think that one over and let you know. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. Do you, know, you have one? Well, I'm kind of partial to the water ski tournament. Oh, that's another good one too. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And that's coming up here really soon in a couple of weeks. Uh, July. Yeah. Is it like the 12th? Something like that? Something like that. It's yeah. whenever the big storm is going to happen. <laughs> every no, year. Every year it yeah. storms. Every year. So yeah, we've got a lot of really neat community events that are coming up. I know that we start this coming up weekend on the 12th. We've got the run the, uh, every single weekend now is going to be a running weekend. So mm-hmm. the runs run walks are starting. We got the bluegrass at the lake yet two on top of it. That's going to be happening. So a lot lunch of by the river, lunch by the river kicked off. So we're going strong over there with lunch <laughs> by the river. And uh, there's another one that, Oh, uh, rendezvous in the park and yep, gather by the gazebo yeah, in Rome. In Rome. Yeah. Those are now starting to kick off. Now, granted those are only once a month, but they're still, they're starting. Yeah. Okay. It's still a little, you know, fun event to bring the family and things to. And, you know, we have a great relationship with the chamber. And so if you've been listening, you may have heard commercials for, you know, events such as lunch by the river rendezvous in the park and gather by the gazebo. Uh, and when you mentioned 5k races, the one that popped in my mind was the Renaissance race against cancer. I have to look to see if that one's coming up. I believe they, mo- it was in June. I know last year they had it maybe in August. I think it's in, in August now. Okay. Cause I know we got run the rapids this weekend or coming up on the 12th. And then also we have the Southwood County Humane Society, their 5k run walk around Lake Wazicha. Then on the 19th, there's another one. And it's just every single weekend is going to be the run walk. We're in the run walk season. That's pretty cool. We can get back to that, especially being outdoor activities. I think it'll be starting to be well attended again. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last year was just a downer. So I think everybody's wanting to get out and do stuff. And I believe run with the cops is coming back too. There's the autism run as well. Um, Speaking outdoor events, aren't they doing that pedal fast again too? Yes. Yeah. Yep. I didn't make it to the last few years, but my goal this year is to get there, get in yeah. the water with my kayak and join the fun. <laughs> There's all these events are coming back. I mean, they missed out last year. So this year, I think we're going to see a lot of large, large events, you know, and anytime that you're going to be doing stuff outside, we always like to mention the home for safety. So, you know, I'm going to step in and put on my mom hat and go make sure you wear your sunscreen. You drink lots of water, you get plenty to eat and behave yourself. Yeah, don't be like myself, get sunburned, then learn, oh, maybe I should have listened to mom. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the kids came home this weekend. That was my favorite thing to look at them as they were running around outside. I'm like, do you kids have your sunscreen on? They're like, no, mom. I'm like, can you? (laughs) Yes, mom. They'll figure it out eventually. I know. But yeah, with these local events, um, we have the noon report. So we'll do a little PSA about those during that, uh, probably a little bit during Overback Fence as well. And then uh, some of them may be advertising with us. I know Blossom Fest has commercials coming up and things. Mm-hmm. It's always fun uh, doing the commercials and putting things together because then I get to know firsthand what's coming up. <laughs> and so I get a little firsthand sneak peek on a lot of these. It's uh, kind of nice to have that inside track of knowing yeah. what's coming up so that we can uh, properly plan. Yeah, and prepare the calendar. <laughs> exactly. So now a little bit more about you. What do you do at the radio station? What's your job? So I am the marketing specialist over with WFHR and WIRI. And so marketing specialist is my title, though I'm like a sales representative, though I do marketing consulting as well. So I do, you know, the standard selling companies, the 60, 30, 15 second commercials or selling them interview slots. Um, website, Facebook perks, but then I have a very long history with online marketing, traditional uh, avenues of marketing, as well as web design. So I do a little bit of consulting work. So if businesses aren't sure how to streamline their messages across multiple channels, then I'll sit down with them and help them create like a marketing plan and strategically uh, advertise their business. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, so having a background, knowing all these other marketing avenues, what makes radio a great way to go? 
it drives word of mouth and nothing beats word of mouth advertising. Cause like when you think about when you shop and you ask friends like, Hey, where did you buy this? Or, you know, have you heard about this place before? Or even when you're online shopping, what are you looking at? The reviews. And a lot of the times when you hear someone say, Oh, I heard this on the radio. We should go check it out. And then that individual, you know, may go check it out. And the person asks, Oh, where'd you hear us? Oh, from a friend. Well, that friend probably heard you on the radio. Sorry about that. <laughs> you gotta love it when phones go off. <laughs> I know. And I think it's a little bit of a, a subliminal portion of it too. Uh, most people listen to the radio just in the background. And so having your commercials be part of that background noise that just gets popped in your head, you know, like um, you might see on the TV that you're just kind of having on in the background, a flash a picture of a burger or a sandwich and you're like, oh. I'm hungry for that burger or sandwich. Yeah. Yeah. And like radio is the theater of the mind. So, you know, with sounds and stuff, you hear a crying baby, you play that crying baby for 50 different people. There's 50 different babies in people's heads and same with like other sound effects and stuff. So I always find the writing process very interesting, especially because I may see or imagine something a different way. So I always like to get feedback from different people, especially different age groups and ethnics. And just to see, you know, how would they, how would they perceive something when it's heard? And then it's always interesting to try to grab people's attention. Cause as you said, sometimes people are just having radio on in the background, just as, you know, something, you know, a little bit background noise, whether you're, you know, cleaning your house, working in the garage, you have to, they're passively listening. So you have to like catch their attention and get them to actively listen. And so with some of the commercials that I've done, starting them out with something as simple as a rooster crow. Just like a what? (laughs) Or even like a, like an alarm clock type of noise. Though you have to be careful with certain noises. You don't want to have like sirens or something going off because you don't want to alarm people. And now with the age of social media, it's very, people don't have long attention spans. Like if I don't grab the listener within the first five seconds, I feel like I failed. (laughs) And so it's, it's a very interesting medium And it's a very captivating medium. Uh, I've listened to radio ever since I was a little kid and I'll continue to listen. Uh, A lot of people do tell me like, oh, you could stream things now. Well, you can also stream radio stations. I'm also very lazy, so I don't want to have to sit there and think of, okay, what song do I want to listen to next? Or what genre of music am I listening to? It's just easy just to have like whatever station on and, you know, they're the DJ for me. I don't have to think of, okay, what George Strait song or do I want to listen to Willie Nelson? What song is good of his? And that's one of the reasons why we started the podcast format was I I was looking around and there just wasn't anybody talking about real estate in Wisconsin and specifically in central Wisconsin. Uh, There was a couple of years ago down in Madison, uh, a few, but they fizzled fizzled out after, you know, a couple episodes. I'm like, this is exactly what we're doing. It's a great way to connect people, especially new homeowners or people who are moving to different parts of the central Wisconsin area. Uh, get them in connection with a thought process, you know, like about cooking or air conditioning, whatever it happens to be. Or you get the house and you don't realize that, okay, I must be the only one who's thinking this and I don't know what direction to go. You know, we talk about what we do to our homes. We just kind of do the, oh, today we ripped out the bathroom, which we kind of already agreed we're going to rip out, but we're going to start that process. And, you know, when is the best time to rip out a bathroom? You know, we talk about it and it gives... The other homeowners go, okay, they're real people doing the real things. And if they've been managed to change out a bathroom, I think I can do it too. Yeah. I love podcasters because podcasting and radio to me kind of go hand in hand. Mm -hmm. It's almost like you guys are like mini broadcasters and you're doing your own like radio show, but it's just called a podcast. It's radio via the internet. Yeah. And, and podcasting specifically doesn't have any sort of real format or timeline, length, whatnot. Um, we could do little snippets, you know, uh, we started out with 15, 20 minutes. Right. And then it's just grown and grown and you challenged us to do two hours and, you know, it's grown and grown. And I, I think it's a, a, another good platform that, like you said, it's radio, but, you know, via the internet a little bit more. So we're tying that with all of our uh, Facebook, you know, and, and stuff like that. And real estate is kind of an unusual thing right now because it goes so fast. It it does. It is kind of crazy how fast homes 
come on the market and come off the market. And, you know, we just kind of sit back and kind of half enjoy the ride. You have anything more? I don't know. I'm, I'm pretty good. Unless you had more questions about the radio antenna. Well, they're big. They're, they're quite tall. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have to like take pictures and things and share it with people as we move things around and get new equipment. And I'll post some things on Facebook to give listeners a little sneak peek look. Cause, uh, you hear it on air and you know, you can visualize these things in your head as radio is the mm-hmm. theater of the mind, but sometimes a little image goes a long way. So yeah. stay tuned to, you know, Facebook, WFHR, and we'll share some behind the scenes things that are going on and we'll definitely be discussing it on air. Excellent. Sounds good. I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited. Well, thanks for visiting our studio. Yeah. yeah. I'm really happy to be here. It's nice to see you know, what you guys have been doing a little bit behind the curtain versus, you know, I was listening to your podcast before, but hey, now I'm on it. (laughs) Excellent. Great. Thanks. Yeah. Thank you. Well, that was fantastic having Steph over from the radio station. It was. And it's really exciting to hear about the new positive changes that are coming to WFHR. Right. And WIRI. Correct. It's going to be a while before we can, I may need that to write that down. So that way it's a little bit easier to remember. It's a little bit of a tongue twister. It is. Mm -hmm. Well, that's okay. But positive change is always really good. Yeah. And I'm excited. Um, Hopefully we can get a tour of the new station, the new digs. Oh, I'm sure we will. I'm, I'm, I'm a nerd with the, uh, the radio stuff. I know you want to go take a look at the antenna. Well, a little bit. Yeah. The transmitter side is always fun, Mm -hmm. but how they're going to upfit a new radio station layout is is intriguing especially since you know the the original one has been around for so while it's had a lot of updates but i mean it's still the the booth and the console is from quite a few years ago so having a a totally new station outfitted with new microphones hopefully and new console hopefully i understand how much those cost and if the stuff you have is working let's just keep it but you know, new how they're going to do soundproofing in the on the walls and stuff. It's going to be interesting. Yes, it is. And again, positive change. So, kind of in the good theory of positive change, I thought it'd be a great idea for you and I just to sit down and kind of talk about how we do our listings. So, whenever we get to meet a family who does want to sell their house, they're always, you know, well, what do you guys do? You know how. How do you do these stuff? So I thought it'd be a really good idea to talk about stuff like that so that we, those listeners who are out there who are just like, well, I just kind of wonder what to expect when someone comes with an, when an agent comes to the house to take a look at the home, you know, expectations. Right. So it starts out with, we have to actually look at the property legally before we can write a contract. Right. We, we have to have some sort of uh, visual on the property so that we know what we're getting into and we can... Um, do certain things, right? Right. So, I mean, this could be, you know, I drive by the house and saw where the property line starts, where it ends. I walk the property on the outside. We don't necessarily have to be in the home, but it is always, always very, very helpful to get into the home. So when we do vacant land, we always go walk the land. So if it's 60 acres, we get to walk 60 acres and kind of check it all out. So that's kind of, that's always like the enjoyable part is just to go take a walk. But when we look at a residential listing, we always do like to come into the home so that way we can take a look at what your home has to offer. Right. And see if there's obvious defects that are, you know, going to contribute to where the price point is and how the house might be affected. Right. Or we just, you know, kind of the nice thing about going in the home is we can take a look and go, okay, yes, we need to take and repaint the lime green and hot pink room into more of a neutral color. You know, we appreciate everyone's, you know, color schemes that they like, but it's that opportunity to get the homeowner to look at the home as a buyer of, is this something that you would say yes to? Would you spend this amount of money for something like this? And a lot of times we'll take some initial pictures just with our our cell phone to give a different perspective. Um, Looking at pictures has uh, a vision into a different viewpoint, mm-hmm. I guess. And a lot of people are awestruck by, I've just been living here and this is how I live. But having this 
this other visual perspective helps me see that things are cluttered in a certain way or the room layout, like we've talked about in previous episodes. Right. And, you know, those pictures, we don't use those for the listing pictures. They are only, and we always make sure we, we make the statement of they're there. We take them for our old memory. So if we get back to the office and we had to go do something else in between, we want to remember what that house looked like, even if it's the next day or the day after, you know, we need something to go back to, to take a look at. So it's always for our benefit, but then too, when we sit down for that second visit, we can do, this is what's out there on the market for this price range. This is what you currently have to help you understand that, you know what, we need to declutter, or maybe we do need to paint those cabinets not rip them out. Usually the bathrooms are the ones that we always talk about painting the base cabinets for and just Mm -hmm. kind of updating and give it a little bit more of a fresh look. Um, So that way you can kind of do a a side-by-side comparison of this is what I have. But in order to get into this particular price point, I need to do the following things and kind of vice versa too of, I think your house is worth more than what you think. And this is why, because this is what you thought your house was going to be worth. And here's the pictures of a home in that, that price range. Can you see that your home was better than what you think? And this is why. It's trying to find comparable properties so that we have an idea of where we should base our listing price recommendation at. And I mean, we, we can type in a couple of standard numbers, uh, bedrooms, bathrooms, square footage, lot size, but the four bedroom, two bath on a half acre is not going to be the same as the other four bedroom, two bath on a half acre. Right. You know, one home may have granite throughout the house. So having the granite in the bathrooms, you have granite in the kitchen versus a house with just regular, the original countertops. You can kind of do the, you know what, your house is going to be worth more because you do have the granite or your house is going to be competing with someone who does have granite. Now, granted, we can kind of make some adjustments for that in the price, but it's always that apples to apples comparison. So what else can our uh, listeners expect on uh, the listing side of things, the first couple steps? Those first couple steps, we want to come over and we want to hear the stories. So we want to know what you did. So whether you tell us about how you changed out the flooring, you know, why did you have to do that? We want to kind of hear the little bit of the family history of the home. So if you're living in that historical home and it's going to be an old Victorian and you know all the prior owners, we like to know that because it it helps us to sell the home and to just get that better feel of the appreciation that we have for for homes. And And the person who's lived in that house for however many years, they've got their favorite things about the house. Right. And hopefully that'll be some of the favorite things that the next person purchasing the house would like as well. Right. Well, we start talking about the stories of, you know what, this is how we did Thanksgiving. You know, the kitchen wasn't big enough. So we knocked out the wall and we had, we were able to fit all 20 family members in because we took out this wall. Finding out those stories, it also then is going to help us with dates too. So when you do those improvements, you're going to be going, okay, so I think Jimmy was in third grade. And he's in eighth grade now. So we can kind of figure out dates and years just a little bit better when we start to hear those stories. Yeah, I replaced the roof on that house. It was, gosh darn, the hottest weekend of the year. It was 4th of July weekend, sure enough. And I just got in that pickup truck in 2017 or whatever it was. Right. I mean, we always do the, you know, the rough situation around here. It was either 07, 014. And then we had the duration in, in 2019, right. you know, that did that. So, I mean, if we look at our seven years, it should be this year should be a nice hailstorm if it continues with that seven year pattern, which I'm crossing my fingers. It is not. Or the stories of uh, on a listing that we currently have on Third Street where you can overlook from the, the balcony and watch the 4th of July fireworks mm-hmm. and all those stories about, you know, how, how they went up there all those times and the cool fireworks here and there and how they missed one one year. It was quite interesting. Right. And I think that's a huge selling point to that house as well. And we managed to find some, a pile of doors in that home. So, I mean, they kept fairly true to the original historic part of that home. And then we get to the basement and it's, you come around the corner and 
I'm like, oh, and here's a pile of doors. And she's like, oh yeah, they've been here for the last 20 years, don't know where they go. So we have a pile of doors. But if the next buyer who comes in, the next owner wants to sort of reinstall more of the original doors, um, and, and in this case, they were taken out of like the living room access area. So there wasn't the block between the foyer and the living room. Right. And, and there was a few others that had been replaced with more modern doors. Right. And we're not sure where these doors came from or, but they were part of the original house. And so all the homeowners prior left the pile of doors and just did the, and these are the doors. Pretty cool. It is. And then of course, you know, we'll walk you through the listing contract of, you know, important things to think about as far as what you are going to be taking with the home and what you're going to be willing to leave behind. Because again, you don't know that until someone asks you. And we always like to try to address some things up front right away versus doing it a couple months into it or a week into it and do the, oh, I guess this would have been important to find out. And especially things that stay with the home that are kind of connected with the home, but also have sentimental value. Um, So do you want to include that in the listing pictures? Mm -hmm. Um, So people would, you know, see the pictures and fall in love with that piece of um, whatever it happens to be um, art, perhaps like a log cabin. And they've got one of these stumps carved with a bear, but they, it goes with the house um, by the looks of it but they want to take it with them to their next log cabin. I always remember the the family bell. We had one in right. our yard. Uh, you know what? When it was time to eat supper, you just rang the bell and everybody knew it was time to come in. So our house had a bell. And there's a lot of homes that still have that, especially the farm homes. They will have like a bell affixed to the house. Mm-hmm. Well, if it's a family heirloom and it's something that you are going to be taking, you know, we want to know about that. And those are things that we notice right away is what's attached and is this going to be something you're going to be taking with? Like the handcrafted cupola wind vane sort of deal. Mm-hmm. You know, at Uncle Joe five generations ago, you know, hammered that out on his forge that he had in the barn. It was pretty cool. Um, and these things, if you're going to take them with you, you're going to pack them up anyway. Right. So it may just be beneficial to do that ahead of the photos and we won't have to worry about it. And we also have some some options. So if it's going to be like the kid's swing set that you're going to be taking because Uncle Joe made it and we're going to take it to the next house, knowing that we can make notes so that way all the buyers looking at the house know that the swing set is not included and that way there's no broken hearts. And, and this is all the reason why you hire a professional real estate agent, hire a realtor, and we can help walk you through that. Um, we're coming up to the end of the hour. Okay. So I'm excited for this next hour. We're going to revisit Hannah's um, interview from last week because we're getting so much closer to Blossom Fest. We are. By the time that this airs, it will be Blossom Fest weekend. Pretty much. This is going to air on the 13th of June and Blossom Fest is the 17th through 20th. Right. All right. We'll see you in hour two. 